I'm excited about today's show because we're doing something different. I got an Instagram message from Stella here and Stella was like, man, love your guys' podcast. It's really helped me. And I was like, let's bring you on the show. My name's Stella. I'm 17 years old. Even though right now my agency is, is small, I act like I am already like a 20K per month, 100K per month agency. I actually had to let someone go, a video editor last week. You've already fired somebody at 17? The bottom line of business, it's very simple. You'll see that your business will work in cycles where at one point your bottleneck is going to be marketing and then it'll be sales and then it'll be operations and so then you have to fix that and then it's going to go to the video editing and then it's going to repeat in a cycle here's the game it doesn't ever end it doesn't matter how big you get you are not just an incredible storyteller you're incredible at making stories and there's a very big difference there and welcome back to another episode of the eight figure angie show where a successful entrepreneur and a soon-to-be-successful entrepreneur help you build an eight-figure agency by documenting our successes and failures. Guys, I have no idea what episode number this is. This is a special edition of an episode. And with that in mind, I'm going to pass the mic over to Gary, who's going to tell you guys to go like, comment, subscribe, follow us everywhere. And Gary, how you doing? Yes. You better go leave a comment, please. We have thousands of listeners and we have like a handful of comments and I think two of them are from Derek's grandma. So please, please, please go leave us a review. It takes like five seconds and I really appreciate it. But I'm excited about today's show because we're doing something different and I don't know how that's going to go, but I think it's going to go well. I ha Actually, I'll tell a quick story. We had, I got an Instagram message from Stella here and Stella was like, man, love your guys' podcast. It's really helped me. Here's where I'm at in my journey. Here's how it helped me. And I was like, Let's bring her on the show. And she agreed to do it. And so she was gracious enough to come on today. Stella, I would love for you to just quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what kind of agency owner you are uh, and what, what you're doing in the, in the marketing world. Absolutely. Hey guys, uh, I'm Stella. Absolutely stoked to be on the show. Um, when Derek asked me if I wanted to be on the podcast, absolutely like stoked honestly um definitely want to start my own podcast in the future so i can't wait to like look back on this and be like oh my gosh i said that and i did i'm doing it now um anyway so my name's stella i'm 17 years old i'm from new zealand and currently i have have an agency called flowlink and we work with um, agency owners and online coaches um, to take their long form content and cut it into short form content um, and basically helps them pack out their calendar, um, drives organic traffic to their channels and helps them grow their personal brand and share their message to the world, provide so cool. value. So yeah, it's very similar to Derek, but obviously we've got that different niche there. So Derek's got his podcasters and um, I've got my agency owners and kind of business owners and entrepreneurs and yeah so when I found the podcast I was honestly just on YouTube kind of just roaming around here found Gary then found Derek and I listened to Derek's podcast and I was like hold on a second this guy is doing something very similar and I'm like what the heck um, obviously my first reaction was a bit of anger a bit of like you know because as, as soon as you find someone like doing the same thing as you you're getting a bit like oh no like you get that kind of feeling right but then I, I was watching the podcast I was like wow this I'm getting so much value and I see that the problems that I'm going through is so similar to what Derek was going through and the advice Gary that you were giving Derek my mind was like blown like, i was like that's so awesome what? yeah that's why we holy that's why we created the show because derek yeah. derek was like i can help you frame content gary in a way that'll be more helpful to people because of where i'm at in my journey and so that's huge it, it makes me so happy that it there was value there could you tell us a little bit how big is your agency like how many clients you have and uh and it's first of all whatever you're doing 
any numbers is super impressive. When I was 17 years old, (laughs) I was not working. I was in high school. And so you and Derek blow my mind. I always tell Derek, Derek's like, man, I'm trying to grow. I'm like, you are so far ahead of me. He's, he's literally like seven years ahead of me. So I know you guys are going to crush it, but I would love to know like how many clients you have, how much revenue you have and like kind of where you're at as an agency. Absolutely. So I started, so I feel like this kind of whole journey, I'll kind of start a little bit further back than when I started my agency, just really briefly. So um, kind of when I was 15, 16, I really got into self-improvement. I read a lot of those types of books, um, really into really changing my mindset. And I really needed that shift. And I've had huge personal growth and, you know, mindset and gym and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then I kind of you know, touch the surface of entrepreneurship. I tried to start my own clothing brand. Uh, you know, you do those kind of things and you learn these lessons like, okay, why did that not work? Oh no, you know, am I doing the wrong thing? I also have been doing video editing since I was nine years old. So that was pretty crazy. I've been really into filmmaking at school. Um, a lot of people at my school know me for that, you know, my filmmaking stuff. Um, and so anyway, kind of wanted to, at the start of January, I was like, look, I really want to be an entrepreneur. That, that's who I'm meant to be. Like I kind of went from, I created YouTube, Minecraft YouTube videos since I was nine years old. So it started from that to when I was nine years old, creating YouTube content. I was so passionate about speaking on camera, making videos. And then it started January, I started my own TikTok and I was doing like self-improvement mindset and I was loving it. Like I got to about 10 to 11K on TikTok and that blew my mind. And I think one of my videos went viral. It got like one, one or two million uh, wow. views. And that like, that blew my mind and that's something as a minecraft youtuber nine years old when i was getting two views and one like on my minecraft uh, let's plays that was that was like holy like i was I, it was crazy so it's kind of this journey and then i really got into you know growing a tiktok account and you know i'm combining my editing my filmmaking my passion for tiktok and short form content and that's kind of it's, it's a bit more of a longer story about how i came up with Flowlink, but that's kind of um how the background of of me and how that kind of came about and how I wanted to be an entrepreneur and when I found entrepreneurship and this whole thing this is it just felt so right like it felt like I was born to be an entrepreneur it sounds really weird I feel like everyone says that all entrepreneurs say that yep but I just felt I'm so passionate and even though right now my agency is is small I act like I am already like a 20K per month, 100K per month agency awesome. because I need to. That's, I already feel like inside, even though I have, I have two clients right now, I, I wanna, I'm acting like I have 10 clients because that, that's the only way to get there. I need to act like so I'm how, already how'd that. How did you get your first client? Absolutely. So, okay. So I actually on, was scrolling on TikTok and I saw this guy and his name was Coach Alex. And um, he also has a business partner um, and his name's Trevor. And anyway, I saw he was doing like lead generation and he was telling people how to monetize their TikTok following. Me with 10K on TikTok, I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity to monetize and create a business around what I love. So I was like, awesome. I jumped on a free call with them and I absolutely loved the, what they were going to do. I was going to jump on board with them, but unfortunately due to um, currency conversions, um, it was just too high of a price point for me also as a 17 year old, um, but it was incredible and I enjoyed their message and what they were doing. Anyway, because obviously it was a free strategy session, I was kind of stuck between two offers. Do I create an online coaching um, kind of thing or a business around my TikTok? 
or do I start this agency and I and I had this idea of cutting long form into short form it kind of just started like that and you know um, in the kind of call that I was like okay I can go down these two things and I kind of went okay I'm gonna do the long form and then I think it was Trevor he was like actually we could use this we could use this in our business this would be incredible got it so so he went from um, selling you and you sold him that is amazing that's <laughs> awesome that's how it goes right there that's how you do it <laughs> so it was actually incredible i actually got a bit lucky in a way so um we jumped on another call and almost i was like my first ever sales call i have no <laughs> idea what i'm doing i have no idea what my offer is and he's like okay how many videos are you going to do for us i'm like um i don't know <laughs> no i didn't say that but i was like 21 um a week and Ooh. so anyway i was just kind of making things up on the spot <laughs> here um and then anyway after the call I was like was that your first sales call that was awesome i was like thank you yeah. well and see and i think the stella the really important part here is like so many entrepreneurs they get stuck and they don't move forward yeah. And the moving forward is the key part because that's how you actually learn. So let's say you said 21 videos and then you get in and doing it and you're like, okay, that's too many. I need to do like five for that. But you would have never known that if you just didn't put your neck out there and just give it a run. So kudos to you for doing that. That's amazing. And I, I'm, I'm really curious, like where are you kind of stuck in your business right now? Are you, are you kind of figured it out on the sales side or are you trying to build out your operations right now where are you having the most friction right now in your business that's a beautiful question um and i was absolutely i got a few questions around that and um i'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it so at the moment as i said i've got two clients um and it feels weird to say that because i feel like i have 10 clients because <laughs> of the way how i work every day like i'm literally that is the only thing i do i go to the gym come back work on this agency learn grow like that's I'm you don't go to super school passionate oh um okay so right now we're, i was in school holidays okay, for like cool. two weeks okay. um but uh, yeah i'm trying to finish school as soon as possible yeah. right now <laughs> so i'm trying to get that and then uh, obviously i had school in there but um, at the moment anyway, so I'm in school holidays, so just, just been doing that. And um, it's pretty busy with school at the same time. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to uh, spend full time on the agency because that's what I'm super passionate about. But, um, and how, mu uh, how much money are you making from the clients, like roughly? Yeah, so I think this month my cash collected was like four and a half USD. That's awesome. USD. That's amazing. That's so awesome. I got, I gotta, I gotta stop right there because I just, I gotta mention a couple of things. So when you first reached out to me and we got on a call, you blew me away because I mean I don't meet a lot of people that are like are seventeen doing what you do that can say I'm a senior in high school. I run an, an, an international agency that's making four point five k US dollars per month. Like that is incredible. It really is. And you know to add on to it, like the way you were describing that sales call, right? Most people never get there. And not only did you get there, you did exactly what 99% of entrepreneurs that I know and what I did myself is you made it up. You said yes. I mean, Gary told me about this the other day and we spoke about it on a, on a past episode. Like the answer is always yes. And then you just figure it out. Like there's always a solution. But like when someone's there, it's like, hey, you don't have a client. They're like, I'm going to pay you a thousand a month. And you're, they're like, what can I get for this? You just you make it up and you make it work and you figure it out. And that's how you innovate. That's how you create solutions. Um, so, yeah, like really, really impressed. Great work. 
Thank you. I really appreciate that. And absolutely, that's like my life motto. Like when I, when I find something that I'm obsessed with and I'm like really passionate about, and that was me at the start of the year, like entrepreneurship, that's me. I'm going to find it. I want to, I want to have financial freedom. I want to add value to the world uh, and make a, an impact. And I'm so excited. This is only really the beginning. Like I actually absolutely can't wait to, you know, grow my own personal brand and, and do so many amazing things. So yeah, really, it's just, it's so beautiful. This, this, um, coming on here now and just kind of making this, this, this statement almost um but I was, as I was gonna say like I when I get obsessed with something and I and I put my mind to it like I it just it it goes crazy like I get obsessed about it I think about it all the time and so the the reason I feel like the the way and I think this will be really helpful for a lot of listeners out there and people that struggle to kind of take action um it's kind of just like opportunities surround you every day, all the time. How am I on this podcast right now? I literally just sent a message to Derek and said, I love, I love this, this podcast. It's sharing value to me. It was free. It took me one minute of my day and it was just a quick little val- nugget of value that maybe may, may have made your day for one, one minute. And that just seeking opportunities like that, that is how you, you, you do things because the, how I started this agency and how I will continue to grow is that I am always looking for opportunities. The, the, how I got onto, how I so, got my first two clients, which is, you know, Alex and Trevor, I just got on that free sales call. I was just curious. I just asked questions. I just did a lot of things until it finally hit, right? And it's just taking those opportunities. And people, you know, if you sit here and do nothing and you say, well, no, opportunities don't surround around me. Well, yeah, because you're not looking yeah. for them. You're not yep. seeking them. You're not going out and you're not doing stuff. You just got to push the it's, fort- it's, push And this the, is, this is true in forward. every, this is true in every aspect of life too. Like if you go out and play sports and you don't shoot any shots, guess how many buckets you're going to make, right? Like you don't, <laughs> exactly. you're, you're going to get nothing. And so the world is, you're a hundred percent right. The world is absolutely full there could be there could be a million Stellas all doing 10x of what Stella's doing right now, and we wouldn't even have one little piece of the pie of all the opportunities out there. So I, I love that. Now, where right now, like in your business, where are you getting that friction? Where's that friction point right now for you? Absolutely. So I'll tell a little backstory, and it'll kind of lead up to this. Um, on I think it was last Sunday night. Um, basically, I got four hours of sleep. <laughs> because I was onboarding a couple clients at once and what happened is I didn't get my videos on time and I'm like well I am not going to if the videos aren't getting on time the client's not going to have any videos that's going to look bad on me Stella and the agency and I obviously don't want that to happen and get that bad reputation so I need to make sure we get these videos out anyway I think kind of where I'm struggling right now is is setting up my business so that it can scale and so that if Stella goes on holiday does the agency still run because at the moment in the book Emoth Revisited I don't know if you've read that book or not yeah if you I read that book absolutely changed my world and it's like if Stella goes on holiday right now the business is non-existent so for me I kind of feel like I already know the answer but I want to hear your thoughts Gary some more specific advice around how I can systemize my business a lot more and I think that comes down to project management and at the moment I've been looking at potentially buying a course for ClickUp and really you know getting around that and and building out my systems in there and getting more automated workflows and SOPs and and, um, accountability for my team members because that's something that I really struggled with and when I heard you guys talk about accountability and teammates on your podcast 
it blew my mind and actually helped me. I actually had to let someone go, a video editor last week. You've already fired um, somebody at 17? I already fired somebody. <laughs> I would love to tell that story. I already yeah, fired that somebody. Is, so we're going to do that next. So Derek, yes. I want Derek to, to tackle this because he's actually in the middle of a lot of this. This is cr- so, I mean, I don't know about you, Gary, but like I'm sitting here. I haven't stopped smiling. I'm so happy to hear all this because I mean, I mean, the world's kind of aligned for us here. Like this is everything I ever wanted out of this show is to help people exactly like you do exactly these things and to hear how you're speaking. I mean, I never, I mean, again, I'm 19. I never use age as a factor in anything, right? Ever, especially in business, but you are crushing it and I am blown away because even myself at 17, I was not doing anything like you're doing, you know, on the level you're doing it and you just, it's blowing me away. But um, yeah, so we literally, Gary and I just filmed an episode two days ago on Monday Uh, And we were discussing this exact thing because it's exactly the same thing for me. I'm just at a little bit of a different level because I have, I believe, seven going on eight or nine team members over the next couple of weeks. Uh, And if I step away for more than probably 24 to 48 hours, the business will stop because no one's going to be there to communicate to clients. Stuff's not going to get through. Editors are going to have nobody to turn to. And being that we work in really similar, you know, kind of models, just a little bit different niches, this is going to really apply to you. You're going to hear this in the episode, but basically Gary said to me, what you have to do is you have to write out an org chart. So take out a piece of paper, write out an org chart, literally with every single department in your business, right? So it starts with you, the CEO at the top, and then you have, you know, in our case, it really will apply to you, but like video editors, right? Uh, The marketing, the sales, the operations, right? And then within it, put your name next to every single part that you're running right now. And for you, like Gary told me, I'm literally regurgitating what he told me. So this is a little surreal for me, but your name is going to be next to basically everything. And so he explained to me that at my level, what I need to do is figure out what systems need to be in place in each of those departments to accomplish the goal here, which is if I was to step away, they have systems and checklists to turn to. Now, the only thing is you and I are in drastically different spots right now. For you, it probably wouldn't make sense to go hire a project manager who's going to be probably a little bit more than half of your grossly monthly income. So you really right now have to do it yourself if that's what you really want to do but it it depends too because it depends but Stella I'm assuming you you live at home like with your parents yeah Yeah, so for so so here's the thing Derek like she can go do it right and move really uh slow and like learn it and like she she probably would like that and I think there's an element of that that you would enjoy but your other option is is to go spend a thousand dollars on a project manager get them to come in, build those for you and move away faster. Right. And so I think, I think it just depends on where you're at in that world. What do you, what do you think of that Stella? Do you think dropping that kind of money right now, a quarter of your revenue or half of your revenue to bring somebody in like that is worth it? Or do you think going through and doing it yourself would be a better choice? I think I really love what you said there about putting your name next to everything. And um, in the book, Emeth Revisited, which I, th- I believe that's, that's from. That's where I got it from, yeah. I actually have done that that thing already. I've actually got a lucid chart and I've written down all my positions and I actually have my name next to all of them. And kind of where I'm at right now is actually Stella is all of these things and she needs to build the systems and the SOPs so that she can move up and yep. delegate that to someone else. Yep. And so that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to, to at the moment, I think, for me it's actually just having that patience to go look Stella it's okay you don't need that project management manager right now that a thousand dollars or whatever you said and I absolutely agree with you because I don't need the money I don't need like my at the moment right now it is I'm not really focused on on profit or any of this kind of stuff it's really just growing the business and I I remember talking to Derek um, about this and thinking you know you're really having to switch your mindset from um, money and all of that kind of stuff and it's hard I'm 17 right making four and a half of course I want to go and spend all of that but it's really that mindset shift of actually um 
I was looking at my profits and my cash collected and I was like, okay, actually, can I buy a course with this? What can I go and do with this to actually mm-hmm. reinvest in the business? Yep. But anyway, as just kind of come looping back to what you said, I agree with you. I don't think at the moment that is that is a thing in terms of I don't think that that's worth it. No, but further down the line, when I get to Derek's point, I have ten clients. Then yes, that project management manager is really really important. And so at the moment for me, it is just about building those systems and kind of. If I pop in a question here, if that's all good, um, I yeah, think I'm pretty yeah, sure like we're gonna have you just host a show every week from now on. Yeah, like, this is like this is you're amazing. crushing it, yeah. like really crushing Go it. Go ahead, you do you you ask the ask away. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> you guys are funny. I'm being, right, s- right. I think we're being serious, Stella. You're like knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Makes my life easier. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. I love it. Um, so I think. What's really funny is on I've got like a list of questions here and on one of them very much relates to this. It says, I think we kind of already answered this and it's like, what at what point do you need a manager and what does that hierarchy look like? So for example, at how many clients do you think would be appropriate for Stella to get in a manager to help her do this? And kind of what does that hierarchy look like in terms of what does the manager do? If this, what's their day-to-day tasks? Yeah, that's a good question. So so first you're gonna i built a really flat org chart we've actually covered this on one of the shows and so a flat org chart is where you're the ceo and everybody reports to you right and i think this is where derek's at right now as a as a uh, as a company and that's normal and so a manager actually doesn't come in until you actually have departments to manage because you're not going to bring in another ceo to manage everybody right so you actually have to start building out departments and what will happen is you will, um, I'll just use my company as an example. We built out a whole web department because we had to build tons of websites and it was a lot of work. It was really heavy. And so we actually had to hire multiple web developers. Well, I couldn't have this flat org chart where I was managing all these people plus managing four web editors on top of that. Does that make sense? So then I had to put someone to manage the web, uh, the web department. And so that's how you know, that's for, at least for me, that's how I knew like, okay, I need a manager to actually over this department because I just don't have the bandwidth or the technical know-how to support this department. So that's where I started to have opportunities for people to manage on that side. So I don't think it's a number of clients thing. I think it's a function of the work and the amount of labor capital that you need in each department. And then that's when you start bringing in managers. Now there's things above managers and we're not going to go into that today, but managers is going to be your first step. And I, I, what do you think about that Stella? When you get that, would you have any other questions on that? Yeah, I think um, that that was really good. Um, if you can kind of touch on essentially kind of like their day-to-day tasks because i'll just tell you in my mind what i think a manager is i think a manager um is make checking up on those uh those lower you know the the technicians who are doing it so for example in me and derek's case that would be the video editors ensuring that they hit the deadlines ensuring that they're doing okay approving videos um and, and ensuring that they're hitting those checklists and just kind of checking up on them yeah um i do remember in the agency one of the podcasts i think you did talk about the difference between like a, a systems manager and a people manager maybe you could define that difference a little bit better and then also a little bit more of like the day-to-day tasks of of kind of a manager yeah definitely so the manager's job is for me this is how i do it is that i want this manager to number one your team's health is the most important thing so i want to have a clear way to measure how your team's doing and how they're feeling that's really really important to me now not all agency owners think that way 
That's how I do it though. And that's the thing I put as the number one priority is how is your team feeling? So are you managing them uh, emotionally? Are you managing them? Are they having trouble in their personal life? Are you supporting them through that? And do you have the capability to do that? That's really important too. The next thing under that is what does winning look like for your department? And what does winning look like for the individuals in your department? And the manager should be able to answer that. Now, not all managers are going to be able to come in and build the system for that. So you, Stella, have to build that system to bring that manager in. And so you, they're going to have to have a way to know what winning looks like. And video editing's tricky because, and same with building a website because there's a lot of, it's subjective, right? A beautiful video and a beautiful website is very subjective. So you have, you can't say, okay, your KPIs make killer videos. No, that's not very helpful, right? It, it ha there has to be um, a, a framework that you build with for them to be able to perform inside of that and know that they're still, because you, cause you, there's a time function and there's a quality function. So it's like, yes, I need the videos fast, but it, you, who cares if you get a fast video and it's, it's really ugly and, and, and doesn't work, right? But also I can't have the best video in the world and it takes you three months to edit it either. So there's, so you need to really hone in those KPIs to where this is what winning looks like for this individual. Yeah. And Stella, I'm going to give you some really tactical advice here because this is exactly the same thing that I'm going through just on a little bit of a different level. And if I remember correctly, the first time you and I spoke, I kind of gave you this framework. This was at the same time that, you know, Gary was pushing me to do make my company why really clear and really helped me reestablish my framework of like, how do I make sure that I don't run a company that's selling a commodity where I compete on price? And so my thing is we're storytellers, right? And I believe I, I told you, in your specific niche, you're not telling stories, you're making stories, right? And that was kind of what I was explaining to you because you're not necessarily going through and finding the best stories in a long-form episode. You're helping your clients make the stories from scratch, which gives you more control. The beauty of the position that you're in, and you won't be facing a similar problem that I am uh, because of the nature of your structure, you can put somebody in place with a very clear system to deem what makes a successful you know, video in your case because you're making that video, right? Because like you're helping them get it from, from scratch. They film a video and you know I can clip, 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 clip rather than, you know, in my case where it's really hard to pick the right stories. It's either you could do it or you can't, right? So my recommendation to you, and I would love Gary's insight on this as well, is I would be personally, personally hesitant to put somebody in that position too early before I know exactly what it takes to run that position successfully. And to Gary's point, yeah. it has to do with those KPIs. Yeah, it right? has to, you, you haven't built the system yet. So that's the org exactly. chart. You built the org chart. Now you build the system. Now you know what winning looks like. Now, Stella, where you'll probably struggle is, or no, I, where I think for sure you'll struggle, and every entrepreneur struggles with this. When you're good at the thing, right? So in this instance, video editing, you're going to go and tell somebody else, be good at the thing. And you're going to be like, here's the system. And they're not going to be able to execute on that system because oh, you're yeah. leaving out a lot of uh, uh, what you think is common sense, but it's not common sense. And oh, yeah. It, the E-Myth Revisited is the best part of that. Uh, the best part of that book is they really go into that. Like it's, baking the pie is one thing, but then it's all the steps in baking the pie that's really hard for everybody, like greeting the guest and those kind of things. Like you, if you don't spell all that out, then you're going to lose. That's why the system up front is so important. The system is actually what supports the growth. And now where you can win, where you can get easy W's is, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever read the book, Who Not How? No, I haven't. Amazing book. And so basically the principle is this. If you want to launch, he, he uses this illustration. If you want to launch a podcast, 
then just hire somebody who already has built podcasts before and they'll they'll be able to do it in a day or two for you or you can try to figure it out on your own how to get the camera how to get and it might take you months to figure it out right so that's the basic premise of it but the here's the thing that inside of a business when as you do this you can go hire an amazing video editor and they're probably going to cost you know ten thousand dollars a month right and they're you don't need a system they are the system but that's not scalable either that you and 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 the other thing is it's really hard to build a system around that person because they're even more skilled than you are at the thing right they're even a better pie baker than you so then now it's tricky to build that system around them you can do it so so the system is really where everything's at and then what i've always done is i go back and i go okay this person failed how what in my system is allowing this individual to fail and if I can build a foolproof system around this individual that maybe doesn't have that skill set all the way up yet and still get the end product, then now I have a higher likelihood of success overall. That was awesome. And I think uh, where my next thought goes is, you know, you talk about having those systems in place for that manager to come into and, you know, laying out exactly what's in your head that you think is common sense. And that's kind of intuitive to you and that you've built over the years, your skills and your brain and your thoughts. What is the most effective way? What is something? Is it an SOP? Is it I don't know what it is? to to transfer all of this into the other person to ensure you get that over in the best way what i don't know yeah if that was possible believe me i personally would have done it already if there's one thing i've learned it's that that is not possible because they can't be anybody else like you they can be like 60 70 percent of you but for me from my experience that's been one of my biggest struggles and uh i haven't found a way to do it yet gary if you don't away please do well, tell well what, what will happen is is that you'll you'll grow and you'll be able to, you'll make a lot more money and it's going to happen. And when you get a lot more money, you'll be able to pay people $10,000, $15,000 a month. And they will be awesome at this one niche thing inside of your company and they'll blow you away. But, but for the time being, when you, you're not at that level yet to be able to afford those kind of salaries, what you have to do is you have to go through the process and you have to document every single step. Now, here's the thing with me. I always look at everything and this is this is my strength but also my weakness and I go this is easy every part of the process I'm just like this is so easy guys it's just like this look I just do this and this and this does this make sense and everybody's like okay yeah and it's really this complex thing that I made easy that I, I tricked myself into making it easy right so then they fail but really it was me that failed because I just made this complex thing sound like an easy thing that I in my brain made easy this is where outside people really help. So a lot of times, one of the questions that I ask, you you said a systems project manager versus a people project manager. A systems project manager, what they're going to do, even if they know nothing about video and know nothing about marketing, they do know how to make systems. So they're going to come in and they're going to shadow you. And you're going to say, okay, today I'm going to focus on this system and then I'm going to build this out. And I want you to shadow me all day or I'm going to record the meetings. I want you to then pull everything out. And they're going to ask you a lot of hard questions. They're going to say, Stella, why did you say this and not this? And Stella, why did you do this? And what does this mean, Stella? And how did you do this? And why, why did you just do this? That doesn't seem like the logical step. And they're going to pull all that out of you. And you're going to get really, at first, like when I first started going through these processes, I used to be like, man, this is so stupid. I don't want to waste time with this. But what I realized they were doing is they're actually building a real system that somebody can actually come into and understand the whole thing. And that's the magic of a system or an SOP that documents everything. Um, now, where I would start building systems, and Derek actually knows the answer to this one, 
it's just you start wherever you're you're getting the most pressure so you're bottlenecking on editing build your first system there and then from there where's your I've next bottleneck that. yep okay good yeah absolutely and i i really love that but kind of where my next question goes is yes you could get in a project manager to you know oversee you and go stella you know what are you doing here but i think the hardest part and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this gary is how because I don't have that budget to come in and be like, here's a project manager, come over and shadow me. How do I build that system myself? How It's very, very hard because it's almost like you have to take a self-audit. You really have to step back and be very self-aware of what you're doing and be like, okay, what is this next logical step? You have to get out of your own mind and essentially build this system. So how do you do this without having a project manager and a manage, management or manager um, who, who comes in and builds those systems? And I think this would be a really great question for e- anyone who's just like me and doesn't have that budget and is in that same position and, and our listeners here. How do you do this with by yourself? Derek, I'll let you answer that. Yeah, it's literally as simple as you, you just do it. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm super serious. I'm literally doing it right now. Like I yeah, open up absolutely. a tap, I open up a document and click up and I write everything that's on my mind. And then I read it. I say, this is garbage. This is like 17 steps. I have to make it into five. I read it a million times. It takes me hours and I'm not kidding. It literally takes me hours. I'm really, and- I'm really bad at it. Like I'm so bad at it because I sim- <laughs> oversimplify everything. I oversimplify every step. So it's not something I've ever really got better at. I've just got better at realizing I'm weak at it and asking for help. But yeah, you just have to do it, Stella, like do it, start it and then build on it and then bring in the next person when you can bring in somebody to help support you around that. And you know, one other thing, Stella, you kind of have no choice. At least this is kind of what's helped me a lot of the times. It's either you make this system or you're business will suffer from it, right? Yes, You'll suffer. Absolutely. You won't know what to do. So when you're in a position like that, as an entrepreneur, you figure it out well, just like you figured it out to get here. Yeah. So I'll present as, as kind of the other side of it. So I built our agency to over $300,000 a month in recurring revenue with almost no systems. We didn't have any like it, but, but it was extremely stressful and everything flowed back to me all the time. I set up like it was Gary, figure this out, Gary, do the, and it was so stressful every single day. So if I could go back and do it over again, I would do exactly what you're doing and I would just do the best that I could with what I have. Now, the other thing that will help you on this is this is more of a culture thing is that be really vulnerable with people. Be like, hey guys, I can't hire a project manager because we don't have the money for that yet. I'd rather pay you guys than a project manager. And But we need systems. I realize that I'm letting you down as a team by not having these systems that clearly outline this, but this is not my strength. I'm actually like really good at the sales and the going on the podcast but I'm doing my best and I would love your guys' honest feedback. They, Your team will actually help you and provide a lot more clarity around it for you as well because they actually understand the process too. I really love that. And I think um, where my mind goes next is kind of two things and the kind of two things I want to touch here is the first thing is kind of um, having patience while you're building here because, you know, there's so many parts of a business that you – and you just have to tell yourself, stop trying to, this is what I need to tell myself because I want to, you know, you, as an entrepreneur, we want to grow as fast as possible. We want to see that exponential curve and we want to get to that top right now. We don't want to be at that bottom part. And so for me, it's going, sell it. You need to sit down here and do something that no one wants to do that you don't want to do, but you have to do this thing because that will allow you to scale and that will allow you to get up here. But sometimes where my mind goes is, you know, this is a small part of my business. It's fine. You know, I can just, it's fine. Let's just get more clients. Let's just, let's just do the fun stuff. Let's just hop on sales calls. Who wants to sit down and write a freaking SOP and read <laughs> no it a hundred times and write down all that. No one wants to do that. You got to do the, the hard stuff that no one wants to do. And I have 
have to keep reminding myself, you got to do the boring stuff. You have to slow down and have that patience. And especially I'm 17, man. I'm 17. Every single day I have to tell myself and my family reminds me, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, it's, it's about moving that one pebble and, and, Yep. I want to kind of come back to this. It's kind of that 1% moving that pebble there. And if that's writing uh, one part of the SOP, that's one pebble. And that's enough. And that's what everyone needs to remind themselves as entrepreneurs. If you just move that one pebble, if you just write that one sentence, that one part of the SOP, that's all you need to do. And I think also the other part that comes back um, and, and when you're kind of talking about systems and building these things and you know that's really my major pain point at the moment it's kind of crazy because when I was sitting here thinking okay what questions do I want to ask these guys I was kind of thinking to myself I know a lot of the answers to these questions because we all do we all know what we need to do but we just need either someone to tell us or remind us or a lot of us just need to sit in a room by ourselves get out a pen get out a paper write down our struggles and you'll go Oh, Stella, you need to do that thing. You need to do that thing. We, we, we know exactly what we need to do. I knew coming on here, I could ask you questions about managers and project management. I, I already knew that I needed to build these systems. <laughs> I, already knew my, I already knew what I needed to do. It was just like, I needed someone to, you just, it's, it's for the show, obviously, but yeah. just, you know, getting those small things as well, like little it bits does, of information it, and it hearing really your experience. Does help, it really does help talking it through, though. And it does you, a lot. And talking it through, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing is, Stella, is like, I didn't know to build systems. I didn't know even I was an entrepreneur when I started. I didn't have YouTube. So you've been downloading information almost yep. subconsciously. You think that you're like, no, it's just absolutely. intuitive. You're doing the entrepreneur thing. You're like, no, I just sit in the room and do it. No, 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 no. Like, you, if I put you on Mars and you never had YouTube, right? And I said, okay, now build an agency. You wouldn't be able to build an agency. So you're intuitively drawing in, but that's because you're an entrepreneur. Like you are wired to do this. And I just want to call that out. And so, yep. and you're doing a really good job at it too. So you're taking your intuitive ability plus the information that you're downloading and you're moving in the right direction and you're solving the right problems. And I think that's huge. I, I, I think that's, pretty much everything in being an entrepreneur the other thing is your what the, 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 to your pebble point i think where i struggled for a long time from an anxiety standpoint is i had this whole company we're making all this money and i'm just like all of it's on fire all the time so i'm just running to fire to fire to fire to fire i learned to start working through frameworks of restraints and working through the company in order and just being like very vulnerable with the team like i know that's a mess over there but we're letting it burn right now I'm only focused on operations right now because that's our biggest hole. And that's where we, I'm not worried about sales. Sales is outpacing what operations can bring on. Then we fixed operations and then we had to go back to sales and I had to go back and say, we need more sales because operations can actually manage more now. And we went back and forth on, you always go back and forth all the time. The slinky. Oh, sorry. It's the slinky. It's yeah. the slinky. It's back again. The slinky. Yeah. Hey, we got to make a hat with that slinky on it. It's it's every episode. It's coming back up. Stella, you know what we're talking about? No. Gary, would you want to explain yeah, the ahead, slinky? Derek. Go ahead. You uh, I could I could explain it. Uh, Gary always does it way better than I do. But um, it's my second time trying to explain this. Um, 
it's very basic. The bottom line of business, it's very simple. Um, way simpler than people make it out to be. You basically have your departments in your business. Like for you and me, we have sales, marketing, operations, and video editing. That, that's kind of, you know, for us at least, where, where it's at. And video editing can kind of be operations. And you'll see that your business will work in cycles where at one point, your bottleneck is going to be marketing and you don't have enough leads for sales to close. And then it'll be sales where marketing is giving so many leads, sales is not able to close it. And then it'll be operations. You'll have to focus on operations. Like operations can't handle all the sales that are coming in. And so then you have to fix that. And then it's going to go to the video editing. Like, okay, sales is killing it. Marketing's killing it. Operations killing it. But the video editing is lagging behind. And then it's going to repeat in a cycle. It's I've happened. I went in that cycle like six times now. And, and that is the slinky. Yeah. And then it's yep. a retention. And then you start back over to sales again. But here's the, t- yep. here's the trick to understand. Think of your business like the assembly line. And the the you're only as strong as your weakest link. So what I mean by that is if your onboarding can only onboard one account a month, but sales can sell five, it doesn't matter that sales can sell five. It means nothing because you can only onboard one. So you always work at your restraint. You don't focus on it. It doesn't matter. Sales doesn't matter anymore. Who cares what sales can do or can't do? Who cares about posting on TikTok? Only focus on that on that one account that you can onboard and try to make it to five now. You have your job is to figure out how to get it to five, but then you're gonna lose a bunch of accounts. That's what's gonna happen. You're, you're gonna you're at, you you literally just explain exactly my problem that I'm going through right now. I had to put out a fire <laughs> in my business, and that was because I was running around and my operations could not handle the clients I was bringing in. I had too yep. many clients coming in, yep. and my operations, and so I obviously that's where my pain point is right now, and that's what I'm doing. I'm focusing on those those systems and, and trying to get. And that. that's where your hundred percent of your work yes. should be, or like ninety percent. You need to still yep. do a little bit of account management, but like almost yep. all of your energy should be focused there then what's going to happen is so then you're going to go oh i figured it out crank sales back up create marketing back up but then you're going to lose accounts so then you're going to go oh i don't have a system to retain or keep these people so then you're going to run over there and you're going to fix that and then you're going to go now i'm ready but then your operations and go yeah we can bring on 10 and you're only going to be able to get five accounts a month and so now you have to figure out now you have to go fix marketing because marketing can't keep up with it but it never ends. Tell it. Here's the game. It doesn't ever end. It doesn't matter how big you get, right? Like I'm still playing this game at over a million dollars a month in recurring revenue. Yep. Wow. That's what makes it fun. I think that I think everyone needs to hear that that section right there because and that really helped me right now. I just had one of those mind blowing moments. You know when Derek goes like a like one of those those Gary just hit him and he's speechless kind of moments. That's me right now because. Because this is the game of entrepreneurship. This is the game of entrepreneurship. You run over there, you fix that problem. You run over there, you run over there, you run over there. And it's never ending. It doesn't feel never ending. But what you have to do is, I think, me, is knowing this right here, knowing that this this game, knowing the game, knowing the game of running back and forth makes the game easier because it you does. know that it's okay if I have to run over there and instead of trying to be being in that in that zone of running over there and going this is never ending oh my god oh my god yeah you're like I'm in the game it's okay it's part of the journey it's part of the process and going over there will fix that fire cool awesome it's just part of growing a business yes. and knowing that right now makes me feel a lot better because right now I know that my fire my, my fire that I'm trying to put out is this operations because I'm staying up going getting four hours of sleep trying to get these clients 
but you have to remind yourself that's okay that it's not really a failure but it's like you have to put out these fires it's part of the process and 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 that's okay so knowing the game makes the game easier it does yeah and knowing the order that you should work in the game too because if you're randomly going so here's i burnt out um i i I got stuck at three hundred thousand dollars for many many years and i basically just got burnt out and i would just kind of like i don't want to do this anymore like this isn't fun anymore and, the, and I, I, when I look back on it, the reason that I didn't want to do it anymore is because there was no light at the end of the tunnel. You always have to have light at the end of the tunnel. And then as you, the game gets funner. The reason the game gets funner is you get better tools, right? So you get better team members, better, better assets, better uh, um, skill sets around you. And as you do that, then the game becomes, my game right now is no longer with clients and trying to figure out how to execute the best video editing my game now is how do I get five or six directors to perform at a higher level than they've ever performed at before? So they all hit their bonuses. So that way they feel super confident. And then we can start adding more departments and adding more infrastructure. I think my question there leads next. And I actually already had this written down, written down. It's in a perfect segue is burning out because as uh, you kind of mentioned there and having that light at the tunnel for me it was you know I definitely had a bit of a cry uh, having four hours of sleep honestly not crying about anything in specific but when you get that tired and you're like oh my god this is my business this is my dream entrepreneurship you get very involved in the business you get you're very insider and it's having that um, as, as I said as I kind of said before like you kind of know your uh, your own answers to this question and it's having making sure that you can take your mind out of of uh the business although i know what you're going to say derek that's part of being an entrepreneur style you're never going to get over that because that's part <laughs> of it and i know that but i want to know what what is your light at the tunnel that when you're putting out these fires and, and you're really in there and i know that you said you struggled for at 300k for uh per month for a while what was your light at the tunnel that and helped you kind of get get through this Well, see, so I thought, so I told myself stories. So entrepreneurs, we tell ourselves stories. That's what makes us entrepreneurs. So Stella, you're telling yourself a story. You can build this agency and that's really exciting. And that's actually a good story. But we also tell ourselves negative stories and we say, no one's ever going to be able to come in and help me with this. No one's going to know how to sell accounts like I do. No one's going to be able to video edit like me. It's a lie. It's a straight up lie. And as we lie to ourselves, we then act out those lies. So again, some of those stories are good. And we act out, I'm going to build an agency. And you did. That's actually a good one that you acted out. But we also act out the negative ones. So you have to take those negative ones and you kind of have to throw them away. And that's, for me, I got to the place where I was like, I'm not going to be able to get people who are going to come in and support me in these departments. It just stinks. Like, it's not fun anymore. But then I realized, oh, we can. And I did. And these people can, and they're awesome. And I need to support them in a different way. I I was actually the one that was failing, not the team. It wasn't their fault. It was my fault. I didn't have the support. I didn't have the systems. I didn't have the culture. Once I figured that out, change the game. And that's why I tell people really focus on the culture sooner, which this part of entrepreneurship is not as intuitive. You would think that everybody's motivated like you. They're actually not. People just want to follow. Like most people want to follow you and follow the dream and and get involved. And if you provide that for them, they will show up and they will they will be awesome. And and then 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 there's the systems. I know everybody always says, "Oh, I just want to work and just do my thing and just flow." But that doesn't it doesn't work. Like you need systems and you need structure for them. And so for me, that's what was the light at the end of the tunnel when I was like, 
okay i can actually bring in people who are passionate about that position like i'm passionate about being an entrepreneur and when i started getting surrounded by people like that it was just rocket right like when right now i'm in i had to come back into sales for a third time because i built sales hired somebody that didn't work out did it again didn't work out now i'm in it for a third time but i i can see the light at the end of the tunnel it's not burning me out i'm just really excited that cool this is now i'm going to see if this actually works if this rocket ship can actually take off Mm, so it's really kind of rewriting those narratives that you have in the back of your head and not only shining a light on those narratives but also reconstructing those narratives to create that end of the tunnel for yourself i really like that yeah really really like that yeah you'll believe definitely you'll believe whatever lie you tell yourself so if you say that's not possible it's not possible and if you tell yourself this is totally possible and I can build this culture and I can build this team to do it. You'll do it a hundred percent of the time. If there's one thing I learned, it's that, I mean, like genuinely, I, I wake up sometimes and I think like, how am I even doing this? Like even the show, I think about that every time I sit here and Gary joins and we're having a conversation, it's the same thing every time. It's like what you tell yourself you could do, you'll do it. And what you tell yourself you can't do, you won't do it. I mean, that's, it's, it's that simple. It really is that easy. Yeah, it really is. And I think people overthink that they, you know, they get these things in their head and they think it's not that easy, but it really isn't. And it just comes back to the thing of taking action and having that belief. And it really is. That's just the core fundamentals. Yeah. Um, but I really like how you said about those narratives, because I think that has definitely been a little uh, a struggle of mine for sure, even though I my dominant belief is, yes, I'm building this agency. I'm doing this thing. You know, there's always that voice in the back of your head. Everyone, you'll hear this all the time. You know, there's that voice that's like, oh, you know, I can't hire that person. Oh, no, I'm never, I'm always going to be stuck in this business. And for sure, that has been a thought in my head for sure saying, Stella, you're, there's just going to be keep doing these fires. Can you keep doing this? When I was in that, in that, putting out that fire and really having a hard time there with my video editor and, and clients and all that, definitely was a thought of, should I keep doing this agency? Is this going to work? Like there's that little voice. Obviously I'm never going to, cause this is just like, I'm so I'm here for it. I'm really here, but there, there is that voice and it's, and it's being aware of it and going, no, like yeah. you, you need to reconstruct that narrative. It's also, it's also realizing that you're prone to those narratives. So a lot of people aren't entrepreneurs. And so they have the idea of starting a business, but they never carry it out because they're not that way. You are prone to carry out your thoughts. You, you need to understand that. I, if I think I can do something, I'm, I can carry it out. I've done it over and over again, but that's true on the negative side as well. The other thing is your business is an entity and overall you love your business, but there's segments of your business that you hate. Like for me, HR, like I don't want to do HR. I've never wanted to touch it. And for a long time, I just ignored it and that was bad. But then when I found somebody who's actually good at it and built a team with it, it's actually really cool to have that and see somebody who's passionate about HR the way I'm passionate about the overall business. So you got to realize where those, I think this goes back to being vulnerable. One of the hardest things for me to learn as a business owner, and I was much older than you guys when I figured this out, I can't fake that I know everything. I have to actually come in and say, guys, here's what I'm, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I stink at. And then what happens is the help comes around where you stink, but you got to verbalize it. If you're faking it until you make it, no one's going to show up to help you. Cause you're like, I got it. Yep. That's exactly right. No, I, I had to, um, 
I learned it the hard way a couple times. And, you know, I'll be honest, especially going through school and stuff like that, I was always the person who was like, I know it all and I'm going to do it all. And then when I started this company, I realized if that's how I'm going to be, no one's going to want to work with me. They're not going to want to do business with me. My team's not going to grow. And if I'm self-centered on like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. No one else is going to do it. Basically, you know, Gary gave me this framework, this mindset, but you have to let your team fail, right? So instead of stepping in there when they're failing, you have to let them fail and then look at why they failed, explain to them how they could have done it differently so that they don't fail and then give them another shot and then another shot and then just keep letting them fail. And the whole point is if you have a successful team member, they'll be failing upwards, yeah. right? So they'll keep trying, they'll keep innovating, they're going to get better and better and they're going to keep failing. Now, look, I, I got to say, Stella, I'm very blown away because, I mean, this has been an absolutely amazing, up. like you are incredible, really incredible. And I, uh, uh, I, when I retire from the podcasting, you're definitely coming in because you you're gotta 19 start. years old. What are you talking about <laughs> retirement? Hey, next week. No, I'm kidding. No, but in all seriousness, you, you've been absolutely crushing it. And I definitely think you should start your own podcast because you are yes. incredible. I genuinely. Think, I think next week, Derek, uh, if you're good with it, I think you two should do a podcast and like drill in more on some of these topics. Like I, I think that that would be really helpful for the audience. Stella, I will reach out because we're having another shoot in the second week and so I'll, I'll shoot you a message on Instagram we'll get a special edition episode part two in there I'm sure the audience and guys if you guys want to see Stella come back on here for a part two yeah. definitely go right now if you're watching if you YouTube, don't like, like the Stella video. thumbs up the video but if you like <laughs> Stella then leave a comment even better even better and guys if you're listening on Spotify now podcast and this podcast provided you value definitely leave a review but I think the last question that you know I want to ask you here Stella as you know we kind of wrap things up why so so why entrepreneurship and what's your light at the end of the tunnel what's your vision i mean you're super young you're pretty far ahead you're way further ahead than i was you know when at your age in the two-year difference right what's your vision is it a eight nine figure exit is it to build and hold the same company until the day you know you die like what's your vision and goal it's a really really great question i think I think my vision and my goal is is just to I always feel like I was meant to uh, I don't know do something I don't think it's money although I think obviously that that financial freedom is definitely that vision there and being able to travel and explore the world but I think you know I kind of envision myself and I see myself okay if I'm already doing that stuff, I'm traveling the world fine. I don't think I'm still going to be fulfilled. So I really think it's not the money, although financial freedom is definitely the goal and that's kind of the side thing. It's the bonus. I really think it's making an impact. I really think it's it's actually, you know, having these beautiful conversations. You know, I don't want, if you gave me, actually, I was going to say, if you gave me $10 million, all this conversation, I probably would take $10 million. But, <laughs> you, but if I already had $10 million and I was already had that and that was just normal for me, I would way rather have this conversation right now. I would way rather be having an impact and, and giving value to the world that is not monetary. That is really what I think. And I think, you know, I want to build out a podcast and, and, and create content. You know, I, I love creating YouTube videos and, and it's really having these beautiful conversations and creating projects and ideas and telling stories stories that is really what I love and what I enjoy and, and I think that's my vision um and and just meeting crazy cool people obviously you know f as I said financial freedom but I, I really think I really think that is going to make me feel fulfilled and that is what essentially is going to make me happy and I've kind of been through this thing in my head of you know what makes you happy and you go through that happiness journey of of money I feel like I've already visualized myself with that amount of money with financial freedom and I still don't think I'm happy so right now I kind of live and I'm like okay it's not the money it's having cool conversations it's making an impact it's just enjoying that present moment because now is now is the destination not not the end you know what I mean and that's kind of living that I was like in my 30s when I figured that out so good job <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, that, and that's a really great note to end on. You you're you, you're going to do really big things. Fantastic, and I'm going to be really excited us, to watch Stella. you do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like I'm blown away. But listen, I got to tell you, the last thing I want to share for you, really tactically, to really help you, you are in not just an incredible storyteller, you're incredible at making stories and there's a very big difference there. And I really, really believe, I feel really good about this, that if you run with your ability to make stories, you're gonna absolutely crush it. And if that's, and Gary helped me do this in my company and I wanna help you do the same for yours. When he told me that what we do is not video editing but we tell stories, that changed everything and my business like 4 x in 30 days, right? I want to help you do the same, and I really see you as somebody who can make stories very well. You can help people, you know, like me, like Gary, make those stories, and uh, that's really exciting. Absolutely, and when you told me that the other day, like Stella, you you create those stories. I had this massive, massive moment where I was like, "That's so true." I love telling stories. I love making people feel a certain way, and and you know, getting them to do something or feel something. That is what I really enjoy, and that's essentially my vision, right? That kind of connected through there, yep. and I think yep. that changed everything. Even I've made a few changes in my business so far since you told me that, and and. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Derek. And, and I You're going to crush it. You're going to crush it. You can do big things. With that said, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this special edition of the Eight Figure Angie Show. I do. I got to mention, guys, I don't know if you guys are following us on TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. If you're not, check it out. We're starting to, you know, little by little blow up. We have videos that are starting to get, you know, tens of thousands of views on there. We're growing steadily day by day. Super excited for that. Uh, guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys want to see Stella back on for a second episode, a special edition, definitely like the video. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. Gary? If you don't respond, then you don't like Stella, so I don't. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, guys, thank you so much. We love all of you, and we hope this provided you value. Till next week. See you guys later.